Hello and welcome to Marcus's Legal Snippets. My name is Marcus O'Leary and I'm an intellectual property information technology lawyer. Each month I will be providing you with interesting snippets of law and information from an English law perspective which you may find useful in your business. You can also read the text of these casts on my website at www.marcusoleary.com. This third legal snippet, made in February 2009, is to help you to evaluate whether or not the warranty exclusion that you have in your terms and conditions is effective in a business-to-business context. It is commonplace these days for businesses to give a commercial warranty or guarantee in respect of their products. Many defects in products will only become apparent after use and giving such a warranty provides comfort for the buyer and certainty for the seller. The usual procedure is for the supplier to warrant its products for a limited time, frequently 12 months for hardware and 90 days for software, against faulty design, workmanship or materials. Normally the supplier states that it will repair or replace products if they become faulty within that period. However, having given this promise to its customers, the supplier does not then want the customer also to be able to enforce its statutory rights. For example, if the product supplied is defective, the supplier does not want the customer to be able to reject the product delivered and sue for damages, for the price it paid the supplier for the product, for the loss of profits it would have made in using the product until it was able to replace it, and perhaps for the cost of training its staff to use the product. Thus suppliers usually exclude their customers' statutory rights, but note that you cannot do this in consumer sales. This exclusion is generally accepted by customers as a quid pro quo for having easily enforceable rights under the warranty. It is much easier for a customer to have a defect corrected under a warranty regime than it is to gain redress using the law. The surprising thing is how often the exclusion of the business customer's statutory rights are drafted incorrectly, even in lawyer-prepared documentation. The statutory rights that I particularly have in mind are a. The implied condition that products supplied are of satisfactory quality, which means that they should be fit for all their normal purposes, free from blemishes and defects, and be durable. This is section 14.2 of the Sale of Goods Act 1979. And b. The implied condition that products supplied are fit for any purpose stated by the customer, who is thus relying on the skill and judgment of the supplier. This is section 14.3 of the Sale of Goods Act 1979. Now the general legal rule about exclusions is that they are construed against the interest of the party in whose favour they operate. In fact, the construction least favourable to the supplier will be put on the words of an exclusion clause. At the very least, as is the case with limitation clauses as opposed to exclusion clauses, the words will be given their plain and natural meaning. Now the two mistakes I usually see made, and this is pretty well every day of the week, are as follows. Firstly, excluding merchantable quality or merchantability rather than satisfactory quality. In English law, merchantable quality has not been with us since January the 3rd, 1995, so there is very little excuse for these words to be used today. So, it is no good excluding merchantable quality or merchantability in your terms and conditions because, under English law, 
it does not exist. All you do is leave your customer with his rights at law, in addition to his rights under your commercial warranty or guarantee. In fact, the term usually creeps in because Section 2314 of the United States Uniform Commercial Code implies a warranty that goods shall be merchantable. US contracts are then carelessly anglicised, either by lawyers or by companies who like to save money by dispensing with the services of lawyers. An Irish sale of goods law also uses the term merchantable quality, so Irish lawyers can easily overlook this. Secondly, excluding a warranty when the term to be excluded is a condition. As I have just mentioned, because of the strict interpretation of exclusion clauses, you have to be very precise when excluding statutory implied terms, as your mistakes will be construed against you. Section 14.6 of the Sale of Goods Act 1979 specifically states that satisfactory quality is a condition, so excluding the warranty of satisfactory quality will not exclude the condition of satisfactory quality. Merchantable quality in Irish law is also a condition. Again, the US Uniform Commercial Code is probably to blame as it refers to the warranty of merchantability in section 2314. You are on a sure loser if you exclude the warranty of merchantable quality or merchantability. Now perhaps a little explanation will help here. A condition is a more powerful type of contractual term than a warranty. It goes to the root of the contract and is so fundamental that a breach of it would render the con contract meaningless. The remedy for breach of a condition is for damages or repudiation of the contract if appropriate. A warranty, on the other hand, is a minor or ancillary term so that a breach of it does not destroy the purpose of the contract itself. The remedy for breach is for damages only. Statutory implied terms are identified as either conditions or warranties in the statute itself although there is a slight modification of this if there is a breach of a term identified as a condition which only has a slight impact, which the courts will generally treat as a breach of a warranty. This legal snippet is mainly aimed at suppliers, but if you are a customer and you see the mistakes identified above in your supplier's contract, well, best be quiet about them as you can retain your statutory rights as well as having the benefit of any commercial warranty or guarantee given with the products. Anyway, you should check your terms and conditions as soon as you can after listening to this podcast as the mistakes outlined above can have very serious consequences for your business and you should effect a remedy as soon as you can. Once again, I hope you found this third legal snippet interesting. Thank you.